0: Hey everybody and welcome to the next set with Dakota Honaker brought to you by DHR and lawn service out there in Douglas, Wyoming. Just want to throw that out real quick. I want to thank everybody who listened to the first podcast episode and I hope that you guys enjoy the second one. It's not going to be as drawn out. There won't be as much political uh, views pointed out here. I uh, went ahead and put a little post out on Dakota Honaker Comedy Facebook, and we got six questions that people wanted answered, and uh, we're going to go ahead and answer those six questions on here today, but before we do that, I want to go over some things. Um, I'm a week out now from probably the biggest event of my young career, which was June 2nd, I did a show for the Black Flies Benefit in Gillette, Wyoming. Um, it was for a good cause. I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but uh, it, was, it was a fantastic time to see a lot of people come out and support somebody who really needed it. Um, the raffles and everything were great, the dinner, it, it all just added up to a great night. And, uh, it meant a lot to me to be able to do a show for that many people and know that my, uh, contribution of comedy was actually going to be entertainment for these people that all gathered. So, uh, it was great. It was awesome. Um, I couldn't be more proud of it. Uh, I got a lot of, uh. A lot of good feedback about it and I'm hoping that it goes better for you know in the future now it only gets better from here uh, looking at putting together some shows you know around the Wyoming area uh, open mics are still something that I, I strive to try to be at um, I'm looking for new material every day and you know as a comedian. It can be difficult to get, if you get writer's block and you get stuck and you start judging yourself, telling yourself that what you're writing isn't funny, then it can be really negative on you, on your material, it can be negative on the way you look at everything. And, you know, I can see why so many comedians actually end up with depression, because your biggest critic is yourself. But, you know, I'm going to look at everything with a positive light. We're not going to go into any of the material that I used during this event for a bunch of bikers because, you know, we don't know the age that anyone is listening to this podcast right now. Um, You know, maybe when I've got a bigger backbone, it's different when I've got a mic in front of me and I can just say whatever I want. But... In that situation, I can see who the crowd is. I know who the audience is. So I don't want to risk saying or doing anything that can be seen as offensive on the second episode of the show. But we're going to break these down real quick. We're going to go over. We've got uh, six questions here. Number one, if you could work with any one comedian, who would it be? Um, I've actually gotten the honor to work with two guys that I would now consider... Uh, huge, huge inspirations to me, uh, Mr. Mark Yaffe from Reno, Nevada, and Mr. Mike Powell, both of them, great, great comedians, if you uh, haven't heard of either of them, go ahead and look them up on YouTube, because, you know, well, one of them, Mark Yaffe, he's a very clean comedian, Yeah. It's just good fun for the whole family. Mike Powell's got a little, little more old dirty guy to him, but he he's a fantastic person to share a drink with, talk to, and uh, you know he's one of those people that you feel like you could approach with a question and it would never be out of his way to just answer it for you. He he just treats you like family. It seems like. And when it comes to advice anyways uh, Mike Fo had a huge impact on how my June second performance went um speaking with him on the phone and getting the opportunity to hear his advice, hear his ideas since he's performed all over um you know he was a he had one of the most popular podcast radio shows in guam and hawaii for 10 years you don't get that way just by having some little crack jokes he knew how to sell he knew how to go ahead and work the crowd and it worked out well for him when he went into stand-up comedy um but that doesn't really answer the question i've gotten to work with those two but honestly if i was going to get to work with any one comedian um I'm gonna break it into two parts. If they were alive right now, I would have to say I would want to work with Big J Okerson out of New York City. Um, If you don't know who Big J Okerson is, he is a very dirty comedian, uh, very blue, very black comedy. You're not gonna be uh, you're not gonna be caught off guard. Because he doesn't just surprise you with his type of comedy. It's there. It's blatant. It's in your face. And you really don't have any sort of defense against it. You either enjoy it or you don't. Um, But if I was going to be able to work with a comedian that is alive today. I would love the opportunity to work with Big J. Oakerson. If the comedian had... Previously passed away, uh, I've made the comment before on the previous episode that it would probably be Ralphie Mae. The series of unfortunate events for him. um, Ending up with him passing away after long battles with different sickness. um, It was really unfortunate. It actually hit hard for me because he is one of the people that I look to for inspiration. Um just his body language, the way that he carried himself, you know, d- despite physical characteristics or anything else, he was the most confident person in the room when you saw a special or even when you were just browsing on YouTube and happened to come along, you know, one of his different deals online um he's a great comedian and it's a it's a damn shame that i'll never get the opportunity to even see him in person but life goes on uh we're gonna go with question number two now like i said i'm not gonna be saying any names on who sent these in but uh question number two what was your first joke you made as a professional comedian. Alright, well, my first joke actually was at a bar here in Douglas, Wyoming. Uh, Rex's Waterhole, actually, formerly Rex's Waterhole, now Deanna's Waterhole. It was during an open mic night, and the first joke that I told was... The uh, infamous dick pic joke that I do, um, I'm not going to ruin the joke, I'm not going to tell it here, but that's that was my joke, that was what I led with, and it actually ended up working rather well for me, I've used it in every um, set that I've had professionally. It's helped out a lot. Um, A lot of people like it. A lot of people get a laugh because it's something that catches them off guard. You don't expect it. But uh, I've also used it to build up to some of my more complex jokes now. And uh, it's really interesting. That's a good question. Getting asked, what was the first joke that you told as a professional comedian? And I guess technically at that point I wasn't a professional. It was just some open mic goofing around, wanting to see what it was like. Had nothing better to do, and uh, I fell in love with it. I caught the bug, and now I'm doing paid gigs. And I'm going to be going back, you know, open mics are something that if you ever want to experience comedy, go to an open mic, because you're going to have people trying their hardest, and they're going to tell jokes that aren't even that funny, but, you know some of them will be successful and then some of them will just go oh well i can shrug this off because it's not like anybody else is going to really remember this no one's really going to know but it's one of those things you'll either get bit by the bug and you won't be able to stop going to open mic night events just to get people's opinions because if people pay or know that you're the comedian and you're there to make them laugh it automatically makes them want to laugh harder with you um but if it's an open mic it's almost like they feel they could judge you more so your material really does matter and you're going to be your own worst critic there question number three we have is If there was a a comedy hall of fame, like you spoke about in episode one, who would you put in as your number one pick? Um, my number one pick, if there was a comedy hall of fame, I would definitely have to go with Robin Williams. Um, fantastic, uh, standout comedian. He did great work as an actor. Um... I know there are a lot of people like Jerry Seinfeld and all those, uh, George Carlin, that could make it, but uh, for me personally, I would have to say that Robin Williams was my favorite if I was going to put somebody in the Comedy Hall of Fame as the number one pick, Um, and it's a shame that such an inspirational character is gone from this world, but it could be worse, it could be better. You know, we just got to move on with life. I know that instead of being sad about what we lost with Robin Williams' passing, that we we were lucky enough to be left with some of his best stand-up comedy, um, some of his best movies. And uh, I'm pretty sure that no matter what type of fan you were of him, anyone could really find something that they enjoyed about Robin Williams. Question number four: What is your dream performance? Um, that's a very vague question. I wasn't very sure what they meant by that. Um, my dream performance—I'm assuming being how do I feel? Um, what would be my my dream to uh, perform like in a venue and? For me, just being a part of um, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal—that's the holy grail to me. It's the holy grail to a lot of comedians to make it that far, and that's my goal. Um, one day, I want to be an invited talent to Just for Laughs, and see if I can, you know, see if I can hang with the best comedians in the world. Now, that's a very long-shot dream. I know that uh, a lot of people won't be behind that. I'm not even anywhere close to even thinking that I have that ability. But it's a dream. It's one that I want to follow. And uh, a lot of people would say the Apollo Theater or uh, even just working in Las Vegas would be great. Um but no, just the Just for Last Festival, even if it was just a 200-seat venue, just being a part of that would be the best thing ever for me. That would be that would be what I would want to. I could die happy as a comedian if I made it that far. Following up with that, um, what is the favorite show that they're actually going to have at the Just for Last Festival this year? Um I don't know if many of you guys follow the Just for Last Festival. Uh if you do, it's at ha ha dot com. And that's literally where you can go and you can look up who's going to be there. Uh, a lot of big names. Russell Peters will be there. I'm a huge fan of his. Um Kevin Hart, Jimmy Carr, David Cross. All of them are good. Uh, Ari Shaffir is going to be there. Uh, I haven't really heard of very many other people, honestly, but I know that July 11th through the 29th in Montreal, I wish I could go, Um, (laughs) you know, don't have the old passport ready or the money to do so. But uh, I know that there are a lot of people that are going to enjoy it. Um, If I had to say, what what would... uh, be my favorite show. What would I want to go see if I could have one night? Um, as much as I love, you know, the comedy of Big J Oakerson, I'd probably have to pass and uh, just go see Kevin Hart or Jimmy Carr. Both of them great. Um, Russell Peters is awesome too. My wife, she'd probably want to go see Eliza, but. I I don't know, it's it's all good, it's all great, and uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to see my face up there, or see my name on the list of talent. Alright, we're going to move on to the next question, Uh, but first we're going to take a little break, so go ahead, hang tight, listen to a little music, and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, We're going to finish this out with the one last question uh, that was sent in for... We're going to... It was, If you could pass a law right now without any issues, what would it be and why? Um, I've actually thought about this one. And I think that uh, if I was going to pass a law... It would be to lower the drinking age from 21 to 18 based solely on the fact that if people are old enough to make decisions like vote or uh, enlist in the military and go risk their lives, they should be able to at least have a drink legally. And I know that that's a pretty common answer. I know that there are a lot of people that... Would agree with that, and some that may disagree, but uh, that's just what I'm going with. Sorry that we didn't have a whole lot of time. We wanted to do more for this podcast this week, but uh, due to some conflicting schedule issues, I was unable to get uh, two of our guests on. Um, Maybe next time we'll be able to get them on uh, next week, but... I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Go ahead and uh, check us out on anchor.fm. Search The Next Set with Dakota Honaker if you want to see, listen to episode 1 or check it out at Dakota Honaker Comedy on Facebook. Um, if you're interested in seeing more of Dakota Honaker Comedy, check it out on YouTube. And if you have any questions or remarks, go ahead and send it in to Dakota Honaker Comedy. ...on Facebook, or you can do the voice messages right here off of the Anchor app. Um, if you do an Anchor app voice message, it can actually be played here on the recording. We can add you to the show so you can give your opinions on who you would want to see in a Hall of Fame situation... ...or what you are most excited for in the Just for Laughs festival. Maybe you want to talk about um, you know, your favorite comedian... You want to talk about their scheduling, or maybe you want to talk about another podcast. Um, anybody's welcome to add to this podcast. There's no wrong answer when it comes to like the questions that I was given today. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed this shorter podcast, obviously, than the last one. But we're going to go ahead and leave I hope that you guys have a great weekend, great week. We'll talk to you next Saturday on Dakota Honaker Comedy um, and the next set with Dakota Honaker. I appreciate it. You guys have a nice night.